everybody and welcome to another episode of This Game Where with me, Ashley. And me, Chris. Again, same two. We, same aren't, two. we aren't changing anything up. We're, Can't get rid of this. We're not Arcade Fire, are we? Do they change? They, they're constant. They always have like a rotation. It's always win and... Oh, I know. Yeah. Thingy. Right. The front the front man. Yeah. But we only have two front men. Yeah. Two front people. Like, like Sparks. Or Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> yeah. We're we're the pet shop boys of podcasts. That's what we are. Yeah, how about that? That's good. <laughs> so I think I think we're gonna have to attribute that to somebody else and then put it on our on our pages Definitely. so that it looks like we've been David Attenborough. That's what David Attenborough says. Yeah, David Attenborough says we are the pod uh, the pet shop boys of podcasts. <laughs> the pod shop boys of the podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we should start one of those a pet cast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's our next project. Pet cast project. Good. So uh, <laughs> So episode 11, if you're not familiar with how the podcast works by now, where have you been? So, where have you where been? Where have you been? The podcast works by each week one of us brings a different game for the other one to try. A game that presumably the other one hasn't tried or maybe has in some cases. This week it is Ashley's turn to bring a game me. for me to try. Yep. So, Ashley, what's the game? It's this game where you play as a young prince of a far off land who has a penchant for red jumpsuits when his father is killed i think and his twin brother kidnapped the young prince sets out on a rescue mission which sees him jumping punching swimming cycling and janking to victory what's janking mean yeah so is is that a word from the game um yeah i've I've kind of half coined it but it's based on right so it's a made-up word in the sense that all words are made up (laughs) okay so i feel a bit better for not knowing that word janking yeah J-A-N-K. It comes from Jankin. What's that? You don't know what Jankin is? Dragon? No, it's rock, paper, scissors. Oh. Jankin matches. Who calls it Jankin? Well, that is a word from the game. Jankers. Do you know what it is? I've not got a clue. No idea? No. You don't know any games where Jankin, rock, paper, scissors is an Seems I've only just found out what that actually is. <laughs> but you know what rock, paper, scissors is, don't you? Yeah. I didn't know it was... I knew it was called Jankin Matches in the game. There'll be people screaming at you now. Well, be rubbish. Like, well, let them scream. Yeah. You don't... You genuinely don't know. I haven't got a clue. So there's, it says a prince and... So I don't think you've ever played it, then. There's a prince who's got a brother and there's yeah. a dad that got killed. Yeah, but I think all of that was in the manual because I only learned this in putting together... My research for the podcast. Is this I a didn't know any of the background. Game with no manual. Uh, well, there's a reason for that, but you will find that out in a minute. So, I last chance. Any guesses? No, nope, not a clue. It is Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Ah, oh, okay. Have you played it? I think I might have played it once at a friend's house, but for you know, like ten minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, you in can't like, if you've got the last to the end of the first level. No. I remember there being a comic of it in Sonic the Comic, and I just didn't read it because I wasn't interested. Yeah, there, there was. Apparently, there was all kinds of spin-offs for Alex Kidd, which was was quite a surprise to me. Was, I only know the game. Was Beast World, was that one as well? Beast made World? That up. Alex Kidd in Beast World. There might be. There was Shinobi World. Alex Kidd in Shinobi World? Yeah. What, crossover Shinobi? I think it might have been. No yeah. way. Yeah, honest. How strange. There were, there were several games, but the ones that I had played were Alex Kidd in Miracle World, which was for the Master System, Sega Master System. Yeah. And Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, which was a Mega Drive game okay which i've got upstairs so these are platformers yeah right. um and you've never played them then so Not alex properly. kid for anyone that is in the same position as chris is is quite a colorful alex kid in miracle world is quite a colorful platformer very simple made for the sega master system which had two buttons and the d-pad on the controller mm-hmm. it didn't even have a pause button the pause button was on the you ever see a master system yeah, like I said, I played around at a friend's house. Oh, yeah, so the, there was the 
uh, start and stop button on the console. On the and console there was also itself. The pause button on the console. What? Why? Just as a way to maybe save costs, not having it on the I, controller. Honestly, actually, I've never even thought about it. I just thought that was the way it was. Seems really strange. I've never, never contemplated why that was. Like how the Mega Drive had a reset button as well as having an on-off button. Yeah, that always perplexed me. Well, so did the so did the Nintendo Entertainment. It's odd. Not really because well. Maybe it was. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Maybe it is. On the NES, you had you pushed the button in for the for start to, to turn it on, mm-hmm. and then it stayed in, like it stuck in. Right. And then the reset button was next to it, and you just pressed it in, and it would reset the game. Right. Without you having to switch the switch in. Yeah, it's going for all the far and press another button. Yeah. I don't really know why they did that. That's a very... You don't get that many more, do you? Reset button? No. No, no, it's just an on and off, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. You've, you've thrown me. Throw me completely. End of the 16 bit era, end of the reset button. Master System. Yeah, did PlayStation have reset button as well? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It had on off and then it had a jet, had the open. Just the two circular buttons, yeah. wasn't it? Either side, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm now looking at the PlayStation 2 to see if that had a reset. So the PlayStation 2 didn't have a reset button, but what it did do is a soft press on the heart, on the power button reset. Yes, it did. I remember that. But I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, because you had to exactly. re you had to uninstall, uh, not install. You had to eject the disc and then press the button to restart the console, which is fine. Anyway, it was on a mass system, and with it having the reset button, or sorry, the pause button on the console, I one of my like childhood memories is having to scoot along the floor if I wanted to pause it, <laughs> like Ashley, your dinner's ready, and then you have to do a little commando crawl along the floor to. You know, I got up and done it. Yeah, he had to commando crawl every not time. As, not, as, not as fun, is That's, it? No. No. That's fair enough. Or scoot along on your bum, you know, like one of the... Like a baby shuffle. Yeah, yeah, or a dog that's scratching its bum. <laughs> like that. Yeah, just like no that. No pants on. Leave a little... Oh, a little trail. trail. <laughs> I never did. I never Awful. did. I, I had very good hygiene, so... Oh, I'm glad you didn't leave a trail behind yourself. Didn't the Master System have really short cables as well, between the actual console and the controller? I... Don't really remember, and I don't have any mass system controllers anymore, so I couldn't tell you. But what I can tell you is that they weren't weren't very good. Yeah, I remember it being shonky. Yeah, they they were they sort of felt to hold. They felt a little bit like the NES controllers, but a poor poor relation. Wasn't the D pad the on the, the mass system? It was one that was like octagonal, like with with like it was a, a chunk of plastic that had little dots on it. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, and I remember. So it was sort of like a square rather than I. I it might have been octagonal, but I I remember it as a big black square. Yeah, and it it sort of sat on top of four directional yeah. pads, and you could it sort of worked as an eight way uh, an eight direction D pad, which is maple. I'm thinking about octagons, but it, it wasn't it wasn't a good one, and the main reason it wasn't a good one was because it was held in it with these tiny tiny little plastic nubs on either on all four mm. sides, and if one of them got snapped off, and it was very easy to do, that was it. The D pad came out. Game over. Well, not game over. It just made things horrendously difficult to to work with because it was in the the you know like if you I can't think of a a good comparison, but. Basically, the the whole D pad was in in a recess, right? So that the if you if the D pad wasn't there, the actual pads that it was pressing down underneath, they were they were in like this little divot, mm-hmm. this little dip, and there was quite a, a hard piece of plastic all the way around. So if your D pad fell out, you had to pop your thumb inside this little recess and press the pads 
you could still play, but it was pain in the ass, and it also made oh. you fit your thumb really soft. I was just about to say, not quite as comfortable. Yeah, and and getting directions, uh, getting diagonal directions was horrible. So we had two controllers, and both of them broke within the space of. Like, well, I it... can't remember because I was very young when we had it. But yeah, I I don't know how long it took them to break. They were alright for a while, but I can't think of any other controller other than maybe the N sixty four controller where the where the stick just disappeared, you know, disintegrated. Yeah. And got really loose. I hated N sixty four controller. Loads of people love it. I love it. I yeah, hate I it. do like it, but I think it's flawed. Every time I play with one, I just don't know how to hold it. Oh, well you hold it like that. Yeah, but there's the big Trident bit in the middle, like you. That's grip what that. I mean. You hold the whole. You hold that, and you've got your Z button underneath, like a trigger, and right. then you've got your th- thumb on the stick, Ugh. like that. No. It was nice and comfortable. No, not no. It wasn't. It was. Oh, whatever. It was. It was very, very ergonomic. So, was the master system then? Was the controller cheap? I no think, idea. Is I that what we're assuming? That's why it was so bad. Was because it was cheap. Yeah, maybe. I can only assume that that is the case. It was badly designed. Uh, is the thing, and they never. Yeah, I don't think they ever redesigned it. I certainly didn't benefit from a redesign, but it was just rubbish. Um, I, at the same time, I have great, very fond memories of the Mega, uh, of the Master System. I, I really like the Master System as a console. My memory I think is, it is Sonic nice. 2. Sonic 2 and the Master System is awful. Is it? Oh, it is a stinker. Well, I never played on the, on the Master System. The, the Master System, the console itself, was nice and rounded. Everything about it was like curves. Right. And it had you, you had the slot where you put your cartridges in. And it had this cover that came and clipped, sort of clicked into oh, right. place and over. So you oh, slid you it back and then you slid it forward to close it again. <laughs> slid it back, cartridge in, play, 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 cartridge out, slide it forward, close for business. So no disc could get in. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. The SNES had that nice little like flippy up lever. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The SNES had flaps. Mega Drive did, didn't it as well? Did it? I think so. I don't remember. Because I, I didn't have a Mega Drive, so... Well, I had a Mega Drive for a long time after it was actually out. Anyway, so that's set it the was scene. A, it was a lovely... Go on. Master System. When did you get the Master System? When did you play this game? Yeah, so I don't remember when we got the Master System. It was early, and it was at our dad's house. So we talked very briefly about that, but it was our dad's house. You, If you had a Master System, chances are you also had Alex Kidd, because it was built into the system. Ah, okay. The Master System 2. It might have even been built into some of the Master System 1s. Right, so you said a few minutes ago about... Master System having a redesign, and I remembered Master System 2 being a phrase, and mm. I was going to query that, but I decided not to. So what was the difference between Master System So and the Master System, System 2 was that nice curvy one with the, with the flippy hood. hood thing. Right. Uh, and the Master System 1 was quite boxy. They were both based on like red and black designs, though. but the Master System 2 was by far the, the sexier console, and the one that most people knew. So did that come out later? Yeah, of course it did. Like a, the a, a we didn't go, oh, should we release the Master System 2 first? Well, I don't know if they were, they were released like Xbox. concurrently. Oh, no, no. Right. They, they were, it was a redesign. Right, and that they had Alex Kidd built into it. They had Alex Kidd built into it, yeah. and then later, uh, Alex Kidd was superseded by Sonic the Hedgehog. So the first Sonic the Hedgehog, they started to build that into ah, it instead. Okay. Now, I talked when, my first game that we did for this podcast, episode two, was Green Dog. It was? Green Dog was a candidate or mascot for the Mega Drive. And Alex Kidd was candidate for mascot for Master Alex System, wasn't Kidd he? I remember was that. the unofficial mascot yeah. of Master System and of Sega as a result because uh, this released in 1986 originally. Wow. And it obviously it preceded any, any talk of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. You might also disagree, but I don't know how you can, but you haven't played it. 
that Alex Kidd is actually the better. This, Alex Kidd and Miracle World, is better than any Sonic game. Okay, well, straight away you're wrong, so... Well, you haven't you ever played it. And yeah, I, think, I, 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 think I don't I, need to play it. You're wrong. I think I'm going to rock your world. Yeah, I really think that you're going to start questioning everything. <laughs> everything. After played this if game. I play this game and it bursts that 30-year-old bubble that Sonic is one of the best game, if not the best game ever, I'm going to have to take a long, hard look at myself. I'm going to have to, you know, hold you for half an hour, I think, after you've played this, because you'll be blubbing about how... How sorry you are to me for, no, for being so wrong for so long and that you never found this before in your life because you needed it in your life and it was the one thing that was missing from your life. And, you know, I think I think it's really going to shake you so do to you, the core. So do you feel that Alex Kidd was unfairly looked over as the mascot for Sega then? I think they should have... No. Okay, so there you go. I'm. It sounds like I'm contradicting myself. I suppose I said about character there. Sonic is a better character. Sonic is a better character, maybe. But that was because of mishandling, I think, of Alice Kidd. Okay. Because in this, he was he was he was just a little kid, like going on an adventure. He was the Prince of Redaxian, which is where everything takes place. But he was he was fairly blank slate uh, in terms of characterfulness. Maybe he wasn't that full okay. of character. But game. But the game, game is much better. The game is much better. And if you look at the start, if you look at the title screen, you can see that there's scope there for building a character that is good building a character that people could have loved. The problem was that he was mishandled. So I said that I played Alex Kidd in Enchanted Castle, which is a Mega Drive game. Okay. And that game is shocking. Oh. I hate it. Hate it. So what went so badly in that no game? No idea. Do not know. I think it was this ageing up thing that people, that they were trying to do. So the Mega Drive was cool. Yeah. And they were trying, maybe, maybe, and failing, frankly, to age up with the with the Mega Drive. Is it one of these games where it's? I know it's a word we've used before, edgy and no, no. They, so that's where they went wrong, I suppose. It wasn't edgy. It wasn't Mega Drive cool. Right. It was. It was just what they thought was more refined. And I, they had cars as enemies. Cars. And I can only imagine that that was some kind of like misguided attempt to appeal. Yeah, cars. Because everyone was jumping on a car. Yeah. Well, you couldn't jump on cars. That's the problem. Right. Because in... God. In... You can't jump on enemies. If you if you touch an enemy, it's one hit kill. Okay. Yeah. If you touch an enemy, you die. The way that you defeat enemies is with a big fist. Uh, and there's a... There's a... Oh, God. What did they call it? Shell core. Right? So, as part of researching this, I found out all of the backstory... For Alex Kidd. And I've got it here. Right. Right. He's pulled out this I, uh, old looking tome. It's... Blow, blow, the, blow the dust off it. I don't know whether I should read it all. Because it's sort of long. We'll, we'll cut the boring bits. Alright. So shall I read it and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right. So Alex Give Kidd me a if I fall asleep. is Prince of Planetaries. Son of King Thunder. That's his dad. Uh, sometimes Romanized as Sander. So in Enchanted Castle he's called Thor as well. So different different names. They they were still working on the formula. And his twin brother, so he's a the twin. Thor Mueller. Oh. And his twin brother, Eagle. Okay, sometimes tran- translated as Eagle, it says here. Brilliant. So and, so his dad was called Thor, his brother's called Eagle, he's called Alex. Yeah. He's got the Al. short end of the stick there, yeah. hasn't he? So one of the questions that I wanted to ask, so Eagle is the twin brother of Alex, right? And Eagle, for some reason, is the crown prince of this monarchy. Right. If twins are born in a royal family, <laughs> is it like the first one that gets squeezed out is the 
is the one that is first in line. What a Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee? Br- brutally. Oh, right. What a, a Bruce a, Lee a, way of thinking of things. A, a brutally honest way of describing it. Oh, maybe Eagle was older by a few seconds, possibly. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. So he gets precedent. He gets the monarchy. And then Alex just has to be like, oh, simpering. Why would you do it then? Well, for one, I Alex Kidd did not get kidnapped by Jenkin the Great. So I probably would have looked at Merit. Whereas Eagle, you know, he was like, kidnapped. He was kidnapped. kidnapped. Jankin, do you say Jankin was rock, paper, scissors? Jankin is the name for rock, paper, scissors. And the baddie's called Jankin. Jankin the Great. So the baddie's called rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, rock, paper, scissors the Great. That's a stupid name, isn't it? Let me carry on. Before the events of Alex Kidd in Miracle World, he has spent seven years living on Mount Eternal, studying under his spiritual master, Saint Nurari, who never appears in the game. To this master. Is unnecessary backstory, then. Yeah. To master the shell core technique. I can only assume that this is from the, from the manual. So you said you didn't have the manual? No, because it was a it was a built-in game, and I presume... Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. I presume that the manual was in the box, and the box got thrown away. <laughs> I, I don't know. It wasn't my decision. So this sounds a bit like um, Yoda in episode five, doesn't it? He's gone off to learn his trade. Maybe, yeah. There's a name for that. I, I read it recently. There's the, the, the character that teaches the, the main protagonist all that he needs to know. There's a name for it in films. Is there? Yeah, and I can't think what it's called. Hmm. That's going to bother me. Well, anyway, Shellcore is an art that concentrates power in one's bare fists. And that's how you defeat your enemies. You just have this giant fist as big as your body, comes out in front of you, and then comes back out. And it goes, wobble, wobble, like that. It's brilliant. But it's called Rock, Paper, Scissors. Yeah, that's Why a different part the of the game. Oh. Different part of the game. God, oh uh, on his way back home after his training had finished, he comes across a dying man who hands him a Sunstone medallion, not in the game, and tells him <laughs> that King Thunder has gone missing. I don't remember that being in the game either. So to he's, make he's matters... been away for seven years. Oh yeah, you come back. By the way, he does miss it. Everything's gone wrong. To make matters worse, an evil usurper named Jankin the Great has kidnapped both Eagle, Prince Eagle, and his fiancée, Princess Laura. Never mentioned in the so game. So he's been engaged, but he's just... Buggered off to a mountain for seven years and that's no, to it. No, no, no. Prince Eagle and his fiance. Oh, right. Okay. Jesus. But they're not in the game, so don't worry about it. Uh, occupied the capital kingdom Redaxian and dispatched numerous minions and henchmen across the entirety of Ares. Through the events of Alex Kidd and Miracle World, Alex Kidd manages to rescue Eagle and Laura, defeat Jankin and find the crown that can restore pr- peace to Ares. His father, however, remains missing. In his oh, continuous sequel, he... Gains, well that's interesting that you say that, he gains word that King Thunder is alive and well on planet Paper Rock. So Alex sets out to find him in Alex Kid and the Enchanted Castle. Okay, so that's the second, that's the game from the Paper right. Rock. There are games in between. So it tees up for the second one there. It does, yeah. Now that I get, I got from SegaRetro.org for anyone that wants to right. have a little rootle around in their little archive. It is quite interesting actually. Uh, there's also some other bits like cameos that he's made in old games some some of them quite cruel. <laughs> like what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. So a warrior named Alex is shown in the intro sequence of the arcade version of Golden Axe. Right. And he is quickly killed by enemy soldiers. <laughs> that doesn't have to be Alex Kid, does it? Well, I think it, it says he has no visual resemblance to Alex Kid whatsoever. But this may have been an allusion to him. Oh, it may and have I can been. I can imagine that it probably was like, oh well, you nearly made it, mate, but. Kill you off. No, I'm not buying no? that. Yeah, I uh, oh. Okay, all right, fine. What are the cameos then? Yeah. Because Alex, um, Alex Kidd is a name that I know. Yeah. But I don't know why. Because he was like, he, I think it was fairly ubiquitous. He was the, the silver medal. He was the, the also-ran, wasn't he? Yeah, he was definitely an also-ran, but 
as I say, I think he probably should have been the Usain Bolt of the Sega Sega Massive there. Has he appeared Sega in Olympics? Has he appeared in other games recently? I don't think he has. He has been in. You see, what's happened? I've got my notes here, and if you look, because the because no, the links were in blue, and I've got no blue ink, it hasn't printed out <laughs> the names of the games. Alex Kidd is a playable character in. Enormous blank space and enormous blank space. <laughs> yeah, it's not very useful. Is it? So he he was in something like Sega All Stars Racing or something like that. Ah, uh, right, that might be what I'm thinking of. I was going to say about Smash Brothers, but he's not in Smash Brothers. But he might have been in a Sega equivalent of that. But he was definitely in something like Sega All Stars Racing. It says about a Dreamcast game that he works in a video game store. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Like he like he's just lost his job. As yeah. Prince. And ended up in a game store. So yeah, they they can be a bit brutal. Is what the way I thought about it. So he, when was the Mega Drive game released then? The main, I don't know. I didn't look that up. But I, I've got it upstairs. So we can check possibly. Yeah. So literally since then, just completely fell off the radar. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Like wow. like it says, it, it, he's made cameos in other games late later on, um, and there is a three D model of him from some other game. Okay, I can't remember. And my notes have failed me, so um, I did have it written down. Oh, he, but... he really is the. Uh... The silver mother, isn't it? It's quite sad. The thing that it reminds me of is the what's the what's the rabbit called that Mickey Mouse? Oh, Oswald. Oswald. It reminds me of him. Yeah. And actually, they made a whole game out of that. Yeah, Epic Mickey, Mickey. which is not a bad game. Not not a bad little platform in terms of uh, one of the many games I got and then never played. Really, I really wanted to play it because I thought it looked ace and then never did. It's pretty good. It's not as good as I hoped it would be, but in terms of the um, the world that you Mm -hmm. inhabit, it's it's pretty pretty well well done. Um, as a result of Alex Kidd being built into the Master System, it's actually one of the rare games that you can get the Master System now on cartridge. Ah, okay. Because everyone had it. They didn't have to buy the cartridge. So, so few got sold. You now pay over the odds for it. Really? Yeah. Like what sort of game rate? Don't know. Right. Why do you ask me difficult questions? That's no, just not cool. Right. <laughs> Move on. Okay. So, the, the thing that I think that you will like about it, if you get far enough, is Downfall. variety and quality. Okay, so you'll see the quality, I think, from, from the beginning. It, it moves very well. It do, it controls very well. The character, uh, the, the baddies, 1986, the baddies, even at the beginning, are quite distinguishable and quite well animated. I, I was um, born in 1986, and I'm quite distinguishable and well animated, so that'd be nice. I think there's, there's issues with your forehead, like the way that you animate your forehead. What do you mean? You know, it, it sometimes quirks out, like goes a bit glitchy. Glitchy? Yeah. Like, Vanellope like and... it's doing it now, it's doing it now. Like Vanellope and Ricky Ralph? Yeah. Right, okay. That's your forehead. Right, thanks. <laughs> okay, it's fine. So, uh, and a variety of levels. So, you in the, in the first level alone, you have... A sequence. So think platformer. What do you say? What do you What do you think? Jumping and running that. And which direction? Left to right. Left to right. Well, this one starts up and goes down. Oh, okay, that's and that's like, the first um, level. Doesn't Super Mario Brothers two do that at the start? Which I know isn't a Mario game technically, but no, not no. the start. You you have a it's first level of Super Mario two. You climb up a sequence of platforms to a door, and then you go through the door. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the fact it's going vertically rather than horizontally. Yeah, but it's only like the very beginning of the first level. All right. This is the whole first level. Okay. It's vertical, and it's going down. Oh, that's that's good. And then there are there's some other variety that will be thrown at you. Right. So well, you'll enjoy that. Cool. I think you will. I think you'll be impressed by it. Huh? I'll hold on to my hat. Yeah, I think you'd be impressed by it. There was, you said about an, uh, a sequel, didn't you? Hold, held out for a sequel or whatever, mm-hmm. when I was reading that out. There was never a direct sequel, 
Like, there was no Miracle World 2. Right. There was Alex Kidd in Shinobi World, Alex Kidd and the Six Lost Stars or something like that. Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle. So it was always him in a different setting. And I think there were about six games total, but none of them really got to the grand lofty heights of Alex Kidd in Miracle World. I'd like to see one where he visited Planet Paper Rock that you mentioned earlier. Well, that's Enchanted Castle. That's Paper Rock. That's Paper Rock. He's on, he goes to Paper Rock. Right, okay. I can't remember what year, but in the last few years, somebody has actually made and released a direct sequel, Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2. Okay. And they took the assets from, you know, like, you know when we played all those um, ROM hacks mm-hmm. and there was like different levels for Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That people had made in their own time. Yes. Well, this this person has made a whole sequel and I've played it and it's actually very good. Okay. Yeah. So ROM hacks generally can be quite difficult to appreciate. This one feels like a game. Excellent. Is that how um, Sonic Mania started, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2 starts from the very moment that you finish the first game. Literally a dark... The very place you're started. So yeah, um, I've got that and we could have a little look at it and... Uh, if you wanted as well. He, he even designed new enemies. Really? Yeah, there's like these little hummingbirds that weren't in the game before that attack you when you're in the jungle. Yeah, a bit of fun to go at that as well. Mm. So, are there any overriding memories that you've got of the game itself, a particular time you enjoyed playing it, or anything like that? I enjoyed... It was the best thing about going to my dad's. <laughs> there you go. That's wow. true. We, we did have other games for the Master System, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of them in the future, but the one over, overriding constant and the happiest times I had at my dad's were playing Alex Kidd, not talking to my dad. Wow, excellent. <laughs> so, I'm being honest. Well, yeah, well, that's fair enough. Yeah, it was, it was a brilliant game and, and continues to be a brilliant game. That's the other thing. I bought it on the Wii when it released on the Wii. I bought it on the Wii U when it released on the Wii U. And it's now on the Switch. I was just going to say, it's on the Switch. Yeah, it's on the Switch. It's slightly overpriced on the Switch. So if it came oh, down... They all... it, yeah, they are a little bit, aren't they? But it's often worth it. If it came down in price, I might be tempted. I but I do my, own four times. I just have my wish list on the Switch and just check it yeah, every week, see what's on sale. Because for, for they're, discounts. They're, they're up for sale so often, aren't they? It's right yeah, around. Except not always, though. The first game that I put on my discount list... Oh, on my... Wish list was I put it on in two thousand and eighteen, beginning two thousand eighteen, and it only went down in price for the first time by forty percent at Christmas. That's still a decent saving. It is, but I waited two years. What game was that? Uh, it was Boys V O E Z. Oh yes, I think I said about. Yeah, it you too. did. Yeah. So yeah, it's you sometimes wait, but yeah. you often get a saving. Yeah. So. Although I had um, before Christmas as well, there was uh, on my wish list there was about. There were about ten games on sale at the same time, and it was uh, and then you've got a, the a bit too much quandary. Of, yeah. yeah, what do you get? But that's so, very much a first world problem. So Alex Kid, I hope I've given you some some level of like understanding of what yeah. you're in for because your mind is about to be blown. Yeah, you are going to throw out all of your Sonic the Hedgehog related <laughs> things and replace them wholesale with Alex Kid and Miracle World things. Okay, I'm ready. We'll get to it. Ashley, sorry. Did you did you like Alex Kidd? Yeah, I liked that. 
Good, isn't he? You know I liked it. Not as good as Sonic. <sighs> He's just wading straight into the controversy. Because yeah. you're going to be upsetting a lot of people saying that. What, that Sonic is better than I Talking nonsense. It just upsets people. Mm. Well, you just get people riled. Let them be upset. Not cool. Why not then? What makes Sonic better than my, uh, my, better than Alex Kidd? It's better in every way. How so? Better. Well, you don't know then. <laughs> You're just being obstinate. Better level design. No. Easier to play. Not true. Easier to control. Easier to play. Yes. Easier to play than a two-button well, platform. I died in the first level multiple yeah, times. Yeah, you aren't very good at playing games. Well, it's a good thing I hosted how many games times, podcast then. How many times do you play... How many times do you die on Sonic? I don't think I've ever died in Green Hill Zone in Sonic. Never, ever died. I think so. I think that's a lie. No, not at all. I do. I think that when you were a little boy, you probably died at every second step. Nope. I don't believe you. It's not better level design. It's just more... It's advanced level design. I'd give you that. Obviously, you've got the different, like, routes through Sonic. Whereas this is sort of all on one level, isn't it? Yeah, it's very linear. But that's... That's the that was a necessary evil, unfortunately, in 1986 mm-hmm. on the Master System. But you you have, like I said, you've got variety. The first level starts off with a, it's a vertical level, which for anyone that's been playing platform is probably quite a bit of a surprise. Mm. And then at the end of that level, you splash down into a little water. Yeah, and, and then forced to go to the right through this underwater bit. Which, forced to go to the right. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's 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 good. Yeah, like when you drop down. Let's talk about the music then. So the music yeah. in the game is lovely. It is. The theme tune is lodged in my head and probably will be lodged in my head for quite some time. Mm. But we noted as soon as you dropped into the water, the music instantly changed yeah. into this nice underwater music. It's very seamless. Mm. And then hands go across to the right to get to the next level uh, and so on. Yeah, it was good. So I'm supposed to be listening to you right now. Talk. Jabber. Yeah. But all that's going through Chris my head is... It's me too. And then it went... Do 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 do. That is a bad version of the underwater <laughs> music. No, I recognised it. And then the thing that I woke up, I woke up this morning, quite excited to do the podcast. And when I woke up, I got out of bed and I went, which is the continue music. And I was like, another day. So it was a bit of a victory, you know, seizing the day. Oh, that's what I was did, doing. Did you get out of bed and like do like a power pose, like you, you hand above your head? Like, yeah. yeah, excellent. No, just one giant fist out in front of me. Yeah, giant like Alice Kid. Yeah, yeah, not a big old yet. fist. Mm. It was a big fist, wasn't it? The size of his body. The size of his body. His head's big. His his head is as big as his body, and his fist is and just then his nasty. fist is as big as both of them. Yeah, I don't know how he was put together, but I like it. Yeah, the is it fist? that must be what they were like on the planet. What is it? Redact? No, not redaxian. The planet airy it must just be the physiology. I was, I was grasping for the word, isn't it? Physiognomy. Physiognomy. Yeah. There's no such G, isn't it? I think that's the study. Right. So you're you're correct. Physiology. I don't know. But whatever. How we how we done got made. Yeah. Yeah. Who who put them together? When? No. It's me and Dad. I was going to wade into controversial waters there. Right. But I'm not going to. No. Go for it. No. Don't, don't go for it. Don't go for it. No. Don't go for it. So what else did we like about this game? I like everything about it. I genuinely like everything about it. I haven't finished it, but I think that the there's a good level of surprise in it, mm-hmm. but it's learnable surprise. So one of the things that you got caught out straight away is that in the game there's these blocks that you can break, and some of them have gold stars on and are yellow. Some of them are pink with pink with stars on. Some of them are pink with skulls on. Some of them are yellow with purple question marks on. And the uh, yellow with purple question marks... They are like a surprise box. 
sometimes is a good thing in, but occasionally there'll be this weird ghost that chases you. Yeah. And if you can run away from him and get off the screen, he disappears. But if he grabs you, you die. And I, you got caught out just like everybody yeah. that plays Alex Kidd. Because I was playing it as a platform fan. Yeah. Oh, there's something there for me to collect. Let's collect it. And it lures you into that trap, doesn't it? Yeah. Which I think is really good. It literally good. lures it's, you into that trap. It surprises you. Yeah. The first box that you break with the purple thing on has got a nice shiny ring in mm-hmm. uh, that is a power-up. And then the second box is a ghost. <laughs> so it says, ooh, break the purple. Exact purple yeah. question mark boxes. And then it gives you a ghost and it's like, ooh, maybe not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's um, it's le- it's learning you a lesson. That. And there was also the, the vertical aspect of the first level. There's a bit mm. where you, you fall onto a platform and on that platform there is one of those boxes embedded within the platform itself. Isn't yeah, there? if you run over it. So you could fall onto that directly, which I didn't like because mm. that's not really fair. But again, it's, well, te- I, I, it's teaching you the you game, said isn't that, it? You say that, but actually you can't because the way that that level is set up, or the way that part of the level is set up, there's a platform directly above that pink box. So it does give so you the time have to, to run over judge. it. Right, okay, my order. apologies. So if you run over that, another that's another way that a, a, a ghost can appear. If you run over it more than once, multiple bo- ghosts can appear. Oh no, I didn't and then, that. And then you get chased around the, the screen by multiple ghosts. Right. That first level is, I think it's interesting in, in a lot of ways, but it is also an early example of a hands-off tutorial. Yes, I think, definitely. Sort of showing you the way the game works through yeah. introducing you to things, letting you make mistakes so that you can learn not to make those mistakes in the future. Being wary. So I said to you, there is, there in the first water level, in the first part of, in the second part of the first level, when you're swimming, you get to the end and to finish the level, you have to grab the little Rice ball or hamburger, depending on which version you play. So it's in the version we played as a rice ball because we played the original version. But in America, you said it got changed into a well, burger. Well, in America and Europe, it was changed into a burger. But it was, for a couple of years, there was a version where it was a rice ball. And then, on like version two, iteration two of the game, they changed it to a hamburger. And I think I... that was... I didn't understand it was a rice ball. You, when you said to me, I'll get the rice ball to finish, I was like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So maybe it's a burger obvious, with It's like well, one of those triangular rice balls with a bit of seaweed. I don't like sushi, so I want to know that. We've been to sushi. We went to a sushi bar. When? We had a right load of sushi. No. Yeah, it was Kashi in Lincoln. I think it was someone else. No, it was you. Kashi. Kashi. I mean, that? I'm going to have to cut this. <laughs> but Kashi was the sushi restaurant that was, you know, where the waterside is and where CNA used to be. And the market. Oh, yeah, the Japanese restaurant that was yeah. there. Yeah. I wouldn't have sushi, though, because I don't like sushi. Well, we went, and I had shitloads like of sushi. A, a little bend biker thing. Hey, maybe you had some a different, yeah. but I had shitloads of sushi. It was in the little... I had eel. It was on a, in a plate, like little compartments in. Yeah, I think you did yeah. have that, actually. Yeah. Like, I could leave about that place. It was really nice. That place was amazing. Yeah, it was. was yeah. What were we saying? Rice balls. Yeah, there's a section There's a section at the end of that, that first level where you're swimming, and there is a purple, purple question mark box. There's the rice ball, but it's hiding behind some blocks that you need to break in order to get it. Mm-hmm. And you should have, at that point, learned, maybe, if you're really, really thinking about it, that it might be wise to break those blocks so you can get the rice ball before you try breaking the purple question mark box. Unless you're me. Unless in which you, case, I just you, went... You were alright, because it was, for some reason, it was a ring when you broke it, but when I broke it, it was a ghost. So yeah, you, it te- teaches you caution in the first level. Mm-hmm. And then every level after that is just a rollicking good time. 
<laughs> a rollicking good time. Yeah. Define a rollicking good time. Rollicking good time. Driving through a marshy swampland on the back of a speeding motorcycle. That was pretty cool. Until you crash. Yeah. And then you have to want amble. <laughs> amble slowly and just whop, whop, punch. <laughs> With a fist. Yeah. So Ashley harkened back to our second episode, the Green Dog episode, in oh, which yeah. we said that we felt that the developers of that game, uh, what was his face? What was his name? Rick Green. Rick Green. We felt that he was trying to throw... Was he the developer? He wasn't the developer. Let's not All right. get it wrong. He was, he was the, the creator, creator of Green Dog, creator of the character for his board game. So we felt that that game had been trying to throw a surprise at you with every new level. And there'd been a level in that that we had enjoyed to an extent that had a gyrocopter. Gyrocopter, yeah. And then as kid, we had, after this first level that was the vertical level going across in the water, the second level was this motorbike race that uh, level that Ashley mentioned. Then later on, there was a, a gyrocopter level, which made us both remember yeah, Green I, I Dog. Think but I, it was done so much better than Green Dog. It's something that I'd never really thought about before. I'd never put the two together. But um, I think Green Dog maybe took a lot of cues from Alex Kidd. Mm-hmm. And it would make sense, really, because if Alex Kidd was the unofficial mascot of Sega Masters yeah, yeah, and Green Dog was trying to place itself as the mascot for the Mega Drive, then maybe maybe that makes sense. It, even like the motorbike levels felt like a better version of the skateboard yeah levels I can see that Green Dog and then there was this gyrocopter element and there I was, mean it was so much better wasn't it it was I would bet that Green Dog and Alex Kidd are the only two games to feature gyro- uh, gyrocopters yeah I don't know I don't know I, I feel like Pilot Wings might have had something like that but maybe I'm wrong I think I'm wrong it just seems like such a niche thing to, to feature in a game mm, maybe certainly around that time hmm Certainly around that Anyway. Time. It was a pedal one as well, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, that's good. His little legs stick out. I was too busy trying to avoid everything yeah. and not it's, die. And... It's a little pedal one. Right. He pedals his little legs. You can see him going around. Right. That's it's really nice. Sweet. Really cute. But do you see, I said to you, he had, Alex Kidd had the potential to become a character. So in the way that he looked, even in the title screen, the title screen's mm. got all these action shots. Of yeah, him, yeah. him in different um, scenarios. Like one of them is him fighting against Jankin the Great, or who is the big baddie in this. And and I think if they'd really wanted to, and they'd had the, if they had the inclination, they could have created something around him and and deepened him uh, as a character, brought, uh, fleshed him out. And he could have, he could have been a very good mascot. He but it all went wrong mascot. with the second one. Yeah, well, I don't know. It wasn't the second one, was it? Because there was. We had a little look. High Tech World. So Alex Kidd and High Tech World. High tech, uh, Alex Kidd, The Lost Stars. Alex Kidd, BMX Trial. Mm. Alex Kidd and something else. Then it was Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, which was the Mega Drive version. And then after that was made, they went back to the mass system and made Alex Kidd in Shinobi World. So, Which just sounds like a really awful thing to me. Just put, put, yeah, put never... two disparate uh, properties together. Yeah, I can't remember... There was a, there was a uh, joke in The Simpsons about, about that once. There was a bit where Bart was watching telly and the announcer said, um, oh, coming up next, it's the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. And Bart said, oh, I smell a crappy cartoon crossover. And then Homer walks in with the critic. It was the, the film episode of The Simpsons where mm. they had the 22, uh, no, no, 22 short films. That's a different episode. I Oops, remember the, the one I mean where Barney makes that award-winning... Yeah, yeah. And it was because the critic was a cartoon that had been developed by someone who'd worked on The Simpsons oh. to to be, and the character. Yeah, you see, that was lost on me. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, the character was in that as a. There's, there's a name for it where they're introducing it 
with, oh, you with mean like where this family guy and his mate that went off to have a Cleveland show, sort of. So that that was a joke in itself. Uh, I think it's called a it's it's called a backdoor pilot. I think. Oh right. So okay. the Office did it in the I think it was the ninth series. They did a whole episode based around. Did you watch the American Office? No. Oh well, it's amazing. They did a whole episode based around Dwight Schrute, who was the the Gareth character from the original Office. Mm. He was the character, the version of that, who lived on this farm that was a bit Amish, um, and it was about his family because he they'd be mentioned quite a few times throughout yeah. the, the series. And then this whole episode was set on that farm because there was going to be a spin-off set around Did that the, happen? the Dwight Schrute farm. No, it didn't because the episode was that as a family, they were just so odd. Yeah. And it just it didn't work. And totally in amongst the office, they just had this whole, this one episode, here you go, let's just see what yeah. life's like on Dwight's farm. It just didn't sit well with the rest of the, the series. And no. I'm, I'm glad they decided not to go for it. it. It's sort of, I suppose if it works, it's quite an interesting and clever way to... To pilot an idea, mm. but to, to link it, it, it could just be a car crash. <laughs> yes, I which that was very easily how it could be a car crash. Well, similarly, the American Office. Do you ever watch Parks and Recreation? Yeah, I've watched. I think episode uh, series one and two of Parks and Rec. Well, you need to count that because it's one yeah, of the I, best shows. I ever. do enjoy it. It's just oh, one that I amazing. Sort of dabble in. But that was one where it was going to be the paper company in the American Office, Dunder Mifflin. They'd supplied a photocopier to this, the offices in Pawnee, which is uh, Pawnee, mm. Indiana, which is where Parts of Recreation is set, that they'd sent this photocopier and someone had to go over to fix it and then, oh, look, here's this other universe of characters, let's follow them. And it was going so to be a spin off like that. Of, it was born out of the office. Yeah, because it was the Greg Daniels, I think it was. He was the guy who took the the English office yeah, and, and made it the American born. version. And then he then went on to do Parts of Recreation. It was going to be linked in that way, oh, right. but they decided to make it separate. I um, think that was probably sense. Both shows are amazing. Um, I mm. Reflecting I, on them both, I don't know which one I prefer, but they are both fantastic. But uh, I do like Parts of Recreation. So. How do we even get on to talking about that? You, I said about Alex Kidd something, something. It was the, the Shinobi, brother. wasn't it? And the, it was what? It was the Shinobi world. Oh, yeah. How Jamming the two together, yeah. yeah. It might not even be that. It might just be that Shinobi... Is Shinobi a thing outside of the games? I think Shinobi is a name for a, a type of... Like some kind of ninja. Ninja master or something. Okay, so it might not even be a question. Yeah, maybe. I, In which case, the whole about, conversation yeah, is null and void. I, I'm sure I've seen parts of the game, and I think it is a crossover. Okay. But I don't know how it works. And I it was a long time ago, so... Uh, yeah. It was... This... I mean, this... I was going to say it might contextualise that crossover, but... It, it doesn't, because it, it wasn't what I'm going to say, but it was. The, the game... I don't know. Uh, it, originally, when they were developing Alex Kidd, it was supposed to be a Dragon Ball game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, all that. Right. It was one of the first goes at making a Dragon Ball game. I don't know where that's, that where the Dragon when Ball game stopped. ended. Yeah, and that became... And the Alex Kidd game began. Yeah. It was, I had a little look and the first Dragon Ball game was actually released in 1986. Wow. And it was the, it was the only Dragon Ball game not to be made by Bandai or Bandai Namco Mm -hmm. as they, as they became. And it was like a shoot'em, shoot'em up, you know, like one of those where you're a ship and you fly either up the screen or along the screen. Yeah, yeah. like Contra. Um, And you were, you were the main character What's his name? Goku. Right. You were the main character of Dragon Ball, and you were flying on a cloud, and you were shooting power things out of your hands at enemies that were flying. That sounds good. That sounds all right. (laughs) Yeah, it came out for some tape 
tape system. I can't remember what, what tape system it was. But yeah, anyway, that was what happened instead of Alex Kidd being... I suppose the look of his character is kind of... Kind I can of, see it yeah, sitting yeah. alongside that, but beyond that, yeah. yeah. I still think that they probably had quite a dramatic overhaul, in, mm. even in the character, uh, even in the look of the character after it was canned. And I don't know why it was canned. I probably should have looked that up. So if anybody knows... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. So we didn't get we didn't get as far into the game as as I would have liked to get, but the problem it was me playing it. Remember? Yeah, I know that's what I was going to say. The yeah. problem I was going to say problem, but I don't think it's a problem. It's it's one of those games again, like Gremlins, uh, like games in general a lot of the time then, where the play the playing of it is iterative, and you get to some. To a certain point, and you've learned how to do that part well, Definitely. but then you get to the point where you've not been before, and it starts to get a little bit difficult, mm-hmm. and so you get jammed up and you fail, and you have to start again. Well, and you the... learn it more, and then just keep getting further and further. There's a secret continue screen. Yeah, there's. They, yeah, I don't. I don't really know why they implemented the continue in that way because they they're infinite. You can have as many continues as you like. So just to explain that for Actually, listeners, I the... lie. Oh, go on. You have to have money. I forgot about that. Uh, so right. one of the core mechanics is you're collecting money bags. Right. And you can spend those in the shops, but you have to have 400 to, to do a continue. Does it cost 400 to yeah. continue? So there is a limit on yes, that. Yes, I right. totally forgot about that. So when but I died very easy to get multiple times, it comes with a game over screen, your total score. And if you hold up and jam, it would think it was either jump, it was jump, uh, eight times, it then said, oh, continue, and then you just start again. And yeah. so we discussed how that was completely pointless because if there were infinite continues, then why are they masking it? Why is there a secret thing there? So it turns out it isn't infinite because it costs... It's not infinite, but even but so, even I don't know why, why they didn't just have continue no, instead of having to jam it eight times. There must be some reason, but I cannot fathom what For it would fun. be. There was a, fun. There, I, I'll be honest, when I, was, when I was a kid playing this, there used to be like an element of um, panic like, get, get your uh, continue, get your yeah, continue. I guess so. And maybe it was that, because I, I really did feel that. And even today, when you were trying yeah. to continue and you were fumbling it, because uh, once you tried to continue, I think you pressed the wrong button or something. Yeah, probably. And I was panicking. <laughs> I was banging so, the nose instead. Yeah, probably, yeah. But I don't, so, the game came with no manual, so how would you have possibly known to do it that? It might have had a manual. It might have just been thrown away with the box. Oh, yes, you did say. I wouldn't have thrown away the box even then, but it wasn't me that was the keeper of the household so yeah um it might have gone out with a box it might have had a manual i'm sure it must have because of all the backstory mm. like where did all that come from if it wasn't in the manual it's redaxian in inverted Reda- commas yeah there was some very strange you pointed out there were you meet an old man at one at the end of one of the levels and he gives you a, a text a text wall full of like uh exposition, exposition yeah. all about what's happening in redaxian at the moment and he's he said something about Jank in the Great running running the place not very well or something. Yeah. What, what, what was the oh, I can't remember. Just tell me. Should have written it down. Well. Yeah, he should. Oh well. So have you got any? Have you got any like anything you didn't like about it? Or yeah, I know you really liked it, but I thought the Janken fights. Yeah. Were a little odd. Why? There was a boss at the end. Of, was it the second level? Yeah. It was the rock paper scissors battle. So you chose which rock no, paper scissors. It's the first level. My apologies. Yeah, sorry, I I went with it. No, it's the second level. Okay, so I sorry, it's the second no. level. So you choose rock paper or scissors, and then the guy you're fighting against then chooses the one that's going to 
better you. So obviously you choose rock, he'll choose paper, etc, etc. And a little, so a little countdown appeared above his head so that, you know, when he was going to, when the match was going to be well, over. Well, now he goes, choo, 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 choo. And then that's like it that. on the third one. Yeah. So if you chose paper, he'd choose scissors to beat you. So you, the idea with it is you choose paper, he'd go for scissors. And the last moment you then choose, in this example, rock in order to beat him. Mm. And you said that you felt that you'd play through the game a few times in order to to understand that. Yeah, you I don't think I'd, I'd, I'd ever get that. You would. You I definitely would, not. would. Well, that's part of playing games again, isn't it? Like, you don't you don't just wander into a game and knowing immediately, intuitively how to do everything. And especially when there's puzzles involved in, in games. So, like, te- Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Okay. Yeah, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. You don't immediately go into the level and, and, and it's like looking at the Matrix through <laughs> Neo's eyes and you just got the solution there. You have to sort of figure your way through, don't you? And feel your way through the puzzle and go, well, I, I did this bit wrong. I'll go back. I'll try it like this. Yeah. And that's what was going on there. Like, if you get it wrong three times, you, you well, if you get it wrong once, you might start going, well, how am I going to beat him? Thinking about mm. trying to come up with a, a solution. And actually, that solution, I, f- I think that's quite intuitive in the sense that you like trying to trick him. You know? Yeah, okay. I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah. Um, the the others have their own. So you you fight him. You his head is the shape of a fist. Did you notice that? Yeah, it was weird. I didn't yeah, it looked weird. So it, the the next one's the shape of scissors, or it's uh, actually the shape of a hand. Right. In the shape of scissors. Yeah. And then the last one is the shape of paper. Paper. And they all have their own different way of trying to beat you. Do you remember what the other two were? No, I've re- I really wish I could, but I can't remember what what they're approaches are but yeah so like you learn and again it's that iterative process of of learning the game that is part of playing the game and for for so many games if you really think about it when you were younger for so many games part of playing the game was learning the game well enough to progress a bit further and a bit further and a bit further so I was going to counter your point about how of games aren't always that obvious I was going to say about going back to Sonic with Dr. Robotnik is always a case of trying to to yeah well I'd say that's which is detriment yeah and you have actually swayed me around with your point there that actually it is part of part and parcel of those sort of games. So mm. all right, I'll I'll, I'll bow down to yeah. on that one. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Now we've just got to work on all the hundred other reasons <laughs> that uh, Sonic's crap. Oh. <laughs> the thing, right? We don't want to dwell on Sonic too much because I'm sure we'll talk about it in a future episode, whether it's mine or yours. Because whether I liked it or not, it was like a mainstay of my childhood. Sonic. It was at other people's houses and things. So it exists. It looks nice. It does look nice. There are some levels that are particularly uh, outstanding. Some levels are really fun to play, and that is important, but I think that too much of it just goes on autopilot. That's my issue. That's my main issue. You just hold down right and you're just jumping. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my main issue with it. There are others, but that is the main problem with Sonic. Okay. You have your opinion. I have mine. And that's what you don't get with Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd is simple. But it's clean, and it's it requires clean platforming. That's what it. That's what it is. I did think his jumping was was too floaty. I didn't like that. Well, it was his style of jumping. So if you were an Alex the Kid fan and you moved over to Mario, you'd probably not like Mario's jumping. Going going the opposite way. Yeah. You just have to get used to the same as we were talking about Super Lucky's Tale. Yes. Weren't we? So Super Lucky's Tale for the Switch, Mm -hmm. the Xbox. Um, And the comparison that we kept drawing was with Spyro. They play totally differently. They've got very 
different feels in terms of the way they control. Yet are both 3D platformers. Yet are both yeah. 3D platformers. Both move with a certain dexterity and speed. Both have this jumping... The, I don't know. I was going to say jumping mechanic, but there's a certain feel when you're running at full pelt with Spyro and you jump in the air and instead of jumping sort of high... Yeah, he's got momentum. Yeah, he has him. momentum yeah. and he comes back down to the ground with quite yeah. a thud. And it's sort of similar to the way that Super Lucky's tail slams into the ground mm. and goes underground. But they still feel like... One of the ways they've made them feel like distinct characters is by sharpening up and loosening off on certain elements of their control. Definitely. And that's what has happened with Alex Kidd and, and Mario and Sonic to an extent. The thing I hate about Sonic in terms of the way that he move, the way he jumps is there's too much inertia at the top of his jump. Like he, he comes to a full halt at the top of his jump and it yeah. feels like he stops there and then comes down, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's only a minute... I've never picked up on that before, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's just tiny. It's just a tiny little like quirk in the way that he controls that I don't like. So there's another one, but... It's something that Mario doesn't have. Mario's jump is sort of if you if you it would be really interesting. Probably only to me <laughs> if you charted if you put them onto a graph. <laughs> you know, like the movement and momentum graphed against one another. What's the height on the y-axis and uh, something like that? Yeah, to, to show to show the distinctions between Mario jumping, uh, Sonic jumping. Super lucky jumping, Spyro <laughs> jumping, Alex Kid jumping. I'd love to see them grabbed against each other. And like, how long are they in the air? How far up do they go? Uh, how long does it take them to get down? How how symmetrical is their jump? Like, do they variables. jump up into the air as quick like, as they land? You're assuming they're all the same height. You assume they're all the same. No, weight. I'm not. I'm saying, I'm saying all those all those differences. You could graph them, and then you could see how they've tried to characterize their playable character through their movement. You'd see that on a graph. Well, you do it as another spin-off. Because it could be, you know, videos. like, if they go up quick, ooh, like that, and then they drop slow. Yeah. Or if they... I, I mean, this is not good radio again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am I am charting little lines of how people would move or how characters move when they jump. But anyway, it, it would be an interesting exercise. If anyone is a maths whiz or whatever... And has the inclination. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see it. I genuinely would. <laughs> Something that just occurred to me was the way they... Do you know about the way they remade Spyro? You told me about how they'd they developed an engine where they basically played the game and it recorded it. Is that what you yeah, mean? They, yeah, they played the game and they recorded a, a, like a a millimetre perfect. It th- This programme took what was happening, took the movement in the game, took the spaces in the game that you were navigating through, and it translated the recording into the game proper. Because they didn't have the source code, so they why did they have it? Would did Insomniac just why. not give them it, or they lost it? No, it was the missing floppies. It, yeah, the missing floppies. It was. I, I don't remember why, but it was in a little documentary. I'm sure you'd be able to find it on YouTube and find get the the story far better right. than I tell it. But it was like they they had to measure the platforms for in each of the levels by trying to get onto them. So Spyro's jump, they knew, was a certain height. And they then had to measure as perfectly as they could by playing through uh, each of the platforms by jumping at them oh. and such. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember why that occurred. Well, we were talking about jumping, weren't we? Yeah. Characters jumping, characters moving. So, yeah, I mean, I know what I, I think. I, I play that game on a regular basis. Um, when was I saying you played it before today, then? Uh, Probably last year. Okay. So, semi-regularly, then. Not yeah, it's like it every was, month. If, no, no. It was when I found... It's like reading your favourite book every year, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. People do that. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they do. Um, I do. 
I don't either. I, I read and then carry on. Uh, yeah. Games are actually the only thing that I tend to come back to. That's which you don't know. so much. No, I know. Um, Mario, uh, Mario. Alex Kidd. I found out about the Alex Kidd 2 in Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2 fan-made project mm-hmm. last year. So I played a bit of Alex Kidd and then played Alex Kidd 2 right. last year. Probably getting on for August. It's about six months ago from now, time yeah. recording. Okay. And I would recommend it. I think it's for everybody and it's such a simple game. Two buttons and a D-pad. I, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it as well. I'm just awful at it. Well, I don't think I don't think you are awful. I think I think it's like I say, it's that iterative lack of experience. Lack of yeah, experience. I, I got better at it during the time we played it. Again, going back to Green Dog, I uh, did not improve that because I just think the game was. I think the game was inherently broken. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas because that was wasn't so fun. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that the better you get at it, the more fun this game gets. Yeah. So the more you play it, the better it gets. Yeah. Indeed. Lovely. So you said it's available on Switch? Is it, available it is available on, on Switch. It's a bit overpriced. It's available on the Wii U. It's available on the Wii, which is... Actually, it's not available now to buy, but it was available yeah. on the Wii. The and Wii U. No one's selling games on the Wii U anymore. Well, there were 13 or 14 million pa- people out there that have got Wii U. So, you know, if, if any of those are listening, then they can go get it on the Wii U. Can't they? I, I imagine it's probably available on Steam as well, as yeah, part of the Sega Ages. Sega, yeah, I was just going to say Sega Ages. They like do that. a lot of their old stuff on there, don't they? Yeah. So Usually about sort of four or five pounds? Yeah, not very much at all. And, and if you don't really want to even spend that, they go on offer so regularly, mm. Sega games, that it's just worth putting them on a wish list somewhere and yeah. keeping an eye on it. But I'd say it's worth three or four pounds for definite. I, I really would. It's long enough as well to get your teeth into. Like, it's not a 30-minute game like Gremlin. It's going to take you longer even from start to finish if you if you perfect at it uh, than that I think you showed me on the map screen they showed me all the different levels that you showed the progression yeah, it's a real the game. Journey. and there was a, a lot more of the game to get through than yeah. the point we stopped and they 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 were quite linear but I forgot to say they they are quite linear at, st- at first but when you get into the castles there's sort of quite a lot of toing and froing and moving around this castle in non-linear ways okay um, and there's some really good little so it's room to room sort of like Link in, in A Link to the Past mm-hmm. moving through a dungeon it, it's one room, then it goes to the next room when you get through that. And there are little puzzles or little challenges in each of the rooms. Really good. Oh, sounds good. It's a shame we didn't get to the, the castle levels because they are... But we are... I can only apologise. Don't worry about it, it's fine. You don't need to apologise. So yeah, there's there's a lot more for even you to see and to like because I really do think you would like it. Mm. And for anyone that's listening, yeah, get on it as soon as possible, I would say, if you haven't already. There we go. That's that really. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Another, another game we've enjoyed. We've, we've done quite We're well. We're on a run, aren't we? Aren't we? Probably Stargate. On, on a roll. Well, Stargate was Christmas, wasn't it? So, yeah, I've yeah. blocked that out. Oh, actually, yeah, I had as well. Because uh, that, that was where... Now I'm feeling sad again. Yeah. Why did you do that? Sorry. Yeah. Alex Kidd! Yeah, Alex Kidd. Yeah, yeah. Alex Kidd. Uh, get playing. If you are enjoying the podcast, if this is the first time you've joined us... Uh, you can like and subscribe to any one of a number of social media hubs where you can keep up to date with our releases. Uh, we're doing other things as well. Oh, I should probably tell you what they are, though, before before I tell you what else we're doing. Facebook, uh, if you go to facebook.com forward slash this game where. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash this game where. YouTube, um, if you search this game where in the, in the search bar, we should come up. Look for our... Black and our little logo, our black and orange logo. Yeah, that's yeah. how you're going to find us best, uh, easiest. We're on all those websites, anyways. Come, on all those, come join us. Come interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, come chat, like, share, subscribe, five star reviews, all that jazz. 
Yeah, all, all of that, please. Uh, and then come chat, most of all. Most important, we want to talk to you. All right, see you later. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. This Gameware is a Specky 2 Guys production. Music for the episode is provided under Creative Commons license by Stevia Sphere from the album Cell Division, which can be found at steviasphere.bandcamp.com.